0: build of play at SAFM radio and at Tabi on Twitter okay so I did mention that uh, we were all shocked when we saw what happened um on the field of play in the euro 2020 christian erickson collapsing there suffering cardiac arrest what we from what we were told afterwards uh, we have been informed now we are aware that has been st- stabilized is talking is awake and all of that which is a good sign but let's find out more about what could have happened here and if it is preventable at all and uh, uh, we know him as the bafana bafana team doctor Safa's chief medical officer he's also got the sports health corner if you don't know about it do check out their episodes on youtube where they give us up um just basically insight on health matters and the doctor to learning when joins us on the line doc good evening and thanks for speaking to us on safm tonight
1: good evening tabiso and good evening to all your listeners thank you for inviting me
0: Actually, now that I've mentioned Sports Health Corner, I'm sure you've had an episode about cardiac arrest, eh? One of your yes. early episodes, three or four, somewhere there.
1: Yes, no, it was episode number three, so yes. it, was, it was very early on. So, yeah, it was it's an important, very, very important topic in sports generally. So we had to talk about it uh, as early as uh, episode three.
0: Okay, folks, so do go check it out. Um, Sports Health Corner is what it's called. It is available on YouTube. And if I, I'll find that link and I'll also share it with you. Um, I'll share it on, on social media. But, Doc, um, yes, I don't know if you saw the game. And if you did, what, what were your impressions or when you caught up with it, what were your impressions about what happened?
1: Um, yes, I was watching the game, uh, fortunately. And uh, immediately when I saw um, the situation with, with Christian, I then thought cardiac arrest because, you know, when you're doing emergency medicine, we are taught that uh, when you see an a, a athlete collapsing without any contact, it's cardiac arrest until proven otherwise. One, I was impressed by the quick reaction from the the mesh official number one because he didn 't take time before he blew his whistle. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I was impressed by the medical um, um, uh, people they, their response also to the situation. They responded quite uh, quickly as well because we are told we are taught uh, with 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 cardiac arrest, you need about three to five minutes to act that CPR immediately because if Mm -hmm. you don't then unfortunately you may lose uh, that person's life so the the medical team was really really spot on and I'm also going to give credit to the organizers of the event because Mm -hmm. now they had all the necessary personnel that were there in case there was an emergency as most of the time as medics we are not called upon because it doesn't really happen as often but when it happens Mm -hmm. It happens when it matters most, and that's when you need medics to, to react. I was also impressed by the captain mm-hmm. of the team, his leadership, you know, uh, calling the players to form a cycle around, just to form some sort of privacy uh, when the doctors were busy uh, stabilizing um, Ericsson. So uh, I was quite uh, impressed by the response because the quick response then meant that uh, we, we, they had a chance of actually saving his life because when he left the field, was already stabilised, which was really, really great to see. Yeah,
0: And just back to the issue about medics, is it, is it a must that all these medics should be at all the games at any given time? Uh,
1: Mr. Mothia, it is necessary. It was necessary. Still, it still—it has to be. They have to be there. So that is a non-negotiable part. We are also pushing it uh, at SAFA and um, we are pushing it also to professional and non-professional uh, uh, sports to say There shouldn't be any game that starts without medics. Paramedics are essential because they've got the automated external defibrillator. But we are also requesting, because I know that there's issues of finances, because when you have to have a doctor, uh, then you need to Mm -hmm. pay them. But it is important that a doctor is there because a doctor is then able to save a life. Imagine uh, that situation without a doctor then it was going to be a serious 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 disaster so i'm am am also using this opportunity to appeal to 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 club bosses to appeal to uh, tournament organizers not only football but in sport general to always have medics when they are organizing their events but the most important thing Tadiso, is that For every person that is participating in sport, whether elite or non-elite or weekend warrior, or when you are playing five-a-side, you need to go to a a sports physician to clear you to play. Because um, without medical clearance, then you are at risk of having cardiac arrest. Um, For for Ericsson, one would say, but Ericsson is playing at an elite level. They might have screened, they might have done all these things that you are talking about, but they still suffered cardiac arrest. The difference is that, when you get properly screened, you are minimizing the risk because you are able to pick up some other things. Yes, in medicine, there's nothing that is 100%. Even with Erickson, at elite level, he might have done so many screenings, so many uh, assessments of the heart, but he still suffered cardiac arrest. That is why it is very important, even after screening, we still send medical people for emergencies like cardiac arrest. So it is important that for elite and non elite, uh, at least they must have uh, some sort of training. I'm, I'm happy that CAF, um, uh, CIFA, and SAFA is training referees to be able to read and to be able to pick up such situations and to be able to even start CPR. And mm-hmm. at SAFA now, even a D license level, we have incorporated CPR as part of the syllabus. Because we know the importance, because we we can't be there when they are training at a very remote area like a Ganyamaza and a training mm. to play. So 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 it is very important that the coaches know how to do CPR. So I, I want to also emphasize that for any sporting event, they need to also have a, a, a automated external deferral what we call an AET. Some would say that, no, this happens uh, mostly in high-intensity um a sport like mm. your rugby, like your football, like your athletics. But I've seen cardiac arrest in 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 Karaji, when I was in Angola with Sasco, mm. where 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 a, a lady was punched by the other lady on the chest, and that lady went down, collapsed, went down and suffered cardiac arrest because what happened is that the impact was so hard on the heart and it affected the rhythm of the heart, and the heart stopped pumping. We had to react to that, and and we were able to save the the athlete because we knew that most likely that is cardiac arrest. So it is important to take sports medicine and to have sports physicians in all our sporting courts.
0: You know, you remind me, I'm reminded of a tournament, Doc, I went to in 2017 or 2018 or 2016, I don't know, I think it was 2017, at the Lucas Muripe Stadium and there was a youth tournament and Supersport were the Mm hosts there, it was starting at nine and there's a gentleman called GB at Supersport, he looks after the academy and he said Mm -hmm. this tournament is not going to start until there's an ambulance. Correct and the ambulance was not coming he kept phoning he kept phoning the parents were getting frustrated they were shouting at him and he said I cannot start until we get an ambulance and we get medics and he even went to the police station next door to Lucas Moripe and he said please get us an ambulance and an hour and a half later an ambulance arrived and finally the tournament started but some parents were not happy with that so I I guess it goes back to what you're saying the importance of of having medics there and on that note Doc we're educating each other now we were talking recently about the Glad Africa Championship Saga finding out more about legal matters and legal terms i know it might sound like a simple one but what exactly is cardiac
1: arrest okay so cardiac arrest uh, perhaps maybe let me differentiate between cardiac arrest and heart attack Mm. because people use it interchangeably heart attack is when your 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 blood your blood vessels that are transporting blood back to your heart for your heart to be able to be, to function, because your heart is a muscle, it needs to be fed with blood as well to be able to function. When you've got blockage of those vessels, then it's called heart attack. For that, for heart attack, there are warning signs. Sometimes you may have warning signs, uh, chest pain and, and. But for ca- heart attack, can also cause cause cardiac arrest. Now, cardiac arrest is when your heart stops pumping. It's arrested. It, it it is arresting there, so it affects your rhythm of your the, the your, your heart stops pumping at all. So when your heart stops pa- pumping, it's called medically a, a cardiac arrest. For it to start pumping, you need to manually pump it. That's why you do a, your CPR, or you need to do a, a you need to use the AED to 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 give an electrical charge for your heart to start working on its own again. So that's what is what that is the cardiac arrest, and that's what is needed for you to be able to start your, restart your heart again.
0: And is CPR then the first point of action in these matters? And you touched on the fact that it needs it's very important for it to be done in the three to five minutes, as yeah. of the incident happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. CPR for, when 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 you see such an incident, you go there. You assess. Firstly, you need to check your your pulse. So you you will not have a pulse. But for athletes like Ericsson that was running, ideally, uh, they would say when you have a cardiac arrest, even breathing is going to be affected. But you can't rely on breathing because at that point, they are hyperventilating because they were running. So you can't uh, rely on breathing as a a sign or presence of breathing as some, some indicator that everything is fine. You just need to check your pulse. If your pulse is not there, you start CPR. CPR is the first thing that you need to do after you have assessed for the past. And by starting CPR, you are buying time to get your equipment like your AED in place. That's why we even with the Ericsson incident, they were doing CPR up until they had their equipment ready. And when they had their equipment ready, then they put the pads and then they, they shopped um, Ericsson. And Ericsson was able to, to come back to life again.
0: And now, how exactly does one perform CPR, Doc? Because you're saying that you're even teaching your referees and and your people at there the importance of CPR. How does one perform CPR? Because I would think that it's something that all of us need to know um, how to do it. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, well, I completely agree. Everyone needs to know because cardiac arrest can happen even when you're in a shopping mall. A person can suddenly fall and uh, and and suffer cardiac arrest, so you need to be able to help. So it will be easy to demonstrate, but the important thing is that you need to have your your both your your hands locked into the chest in the middle part of your of your, of your chest, and then you need to make sure that your elbows are also locked; they don't uh, flex or they don't bend. So you you do you do those pumps you do you do it as, as fast as you could. I uh, at the depth of about four to five uh, centimeters for, for the adults, but you wouldn't know. I mean, if you haven't practiced it, mm-hmm. but you need to, you need to do it. You need to do it as, as fast as you could. And um, uh, we, we are told that you have to do it at a, at a rate close to, to because a, a normal heart rate is close to 100. You need to do mm. it as fast as you as, as you could. And then when you do the compressions, you need to do about 30 compressions, and then, and then you need to give a breath. That is under normal circumstances. But in a football match, mm. you don't give breaths because they are not necessary. Already the person is hyperventilating because they were running. So it means that their chest is keep getting in a lot of oxygen. What you need to do is to do continuous compressions up until you get. But if you've got oxygen or rather you, you have a a, a bag valve mask that can help you to give uh, some breath of air, then you can do it. But. The most important thing in football, because they are hyperventilating already, is to do those compressions continuously up until the AED comes. But the AED will be not next to you because it has to be on the pitch side. So the paramedics have to have the AED. That is why even in our football matches, we don't start a game without an automated external deteriorator, especially at elite level. Especially, I can talk for Bafana or the national teams because I've got full control there. But I know, even in professional football, they don't start without an AED.
0: Okay, loud and clear, folks. We need to learn how to do CPR there. I think the doctor has explained it. We've got Google also these days for more information. But I think it's important that everybody knows how to perform uh, CPR because that's the first point of action, or that's the first and It can actually save a life. Just for the sake of time, Doc, as we wrap up, now the big yes. question that's being asked is, how does a fully fit athlete suffer from cardiac arrest?
1: <laughs> um. Unfortunately, um, there's a, quite a lot of causes of 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 cardiac arrest. What we do is we do thorough medical screening uh, from head to toe. Even when you going to competition, it's even worse because there you you it's it's a it's a must it's a prerequisite for you to be able to be part of to be eligible to play in that competition. So there's quite a lot of assessments that are done. Let me talk about the heart. You do your electrocardiogram, which is the ECG. You also do your echocardiogram, which is even a more advanced uh, assessment of the heart. But that eliminates, it minimizes the risk, but it does not entirely take the risk away because uh, in medicine, there's nothing that is 100%. This then says to us, we need to continuously do research because it might happen that we might be missing another cause of cardiac arrest, and in this case, uh, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that we're going to get um, uh, some sort of report from the from the cardiologists that we're mm-hmm. dealing with Eric's uh, the case and that are doing further investigation right now in hospital.
0: And when the Denmark team doctor says he was gone, what what exactly does he mean? He says he was gone on the <laughs> field before the CPR.
1: Yeah, well, when when your heart when your heart stops pumping blood, it means that. Uh, you are not you you're not we are not alive because you need your heart to pump blood to all the essential organs of your body that is why i said you need about 3 to 5 mm. minutes because yes your heart can stop pumping but you can still buy time but if your 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 brain doesn't get oxygenated uh, blood for almost 5 minutes unfortunately you will suffer brain death and if you suffer brain death, you cannot be brought back, unlike when your heart is just, has just stopped pumping. Finally,
0: what are the chances of a full recovery, Doc? And by full recovery, I mean going back to play football, or should that be the last thing on his mind?
1: Um, well, I haven't seen a person suffering a cardiac arrest going back to playing at a high intensity again or at elite level again. Um I, 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 I wouldn't, uh, there is a chance, outside chance, depending on what the investigations are saying. Uh, but um, I haven't seen a lot of people who have suffered cardiac arrest and and, uh, and they were saved. Uh, going back to playing, a uh, practical ex- example is Fabrice. I mean, he, Fabrice. Mwamba. Mwamba, yes. he suffered cardiac arrest and he couldn't go play again. Mm. So because of the risks that are associated, once you have suffered a cardiac arrest, there is, again, a high chance that you might suffer um, a cardiac arrest again. And you don't know when you suffer it for the second time if you are you are going to be able to be saved. But there is a chance of going back, especially with the technology that is there now and with the type of medicine and, uh, research that has been done. Uh, there is an outside chance. But uh, I don't know if I would... Uh, go back and play again if I
0: was in. Okay, Doc, thanks for the clarity. Thanks for the insight and for the education. We really appreciate it, Doc. Thank you very much, Tarisa. Thank you, Dr. Tulani Nguyenyasafas, Chief Medical Officer. Wafana um, Bafana Team Doctor, also part of the Sports Health Corner. You can check it out on YouTube. They've had an episode on cardiac arrest, and they've had a number of uh, other episodes too. I remember the other one that I saw, I, I, I'd watched, was the one about concussion. So go check them out there on YouTube. I will also share the links also. Let's wrap up the show by talking cricket.